Welcome back to the Book of Mormon with Grandma. We're in chapters 21 and 22 today, still in the Isaiah chapters. I had to split this into two podcasts because it became long. So I went back and split it up so we can get 23 and 24 next time. Last time we talked about a lot of things that pertain to the past and Isaiah's warnings to Judah about their wickedness. Now Isaiah talks about the restoration of the gospel, the second coming, and the gathering of Israel and how important it is to rely on the Lord. But before we go on, I just want to remind you what the gathering of Israel means so that when we talk about it, you'll remember it's not just a physical gathering. This was Bruce R. McConkie. What then is involved in the gathering of Israel? The gathering of Israel consists in believing and accepting and living in harmony with all that the Lord once offered his ancient chosen people. It consists of having faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, of repenting, of being baptized and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and of keeping the commandments of God. It consists of believing the gospel, joining the church, and coming into the kingdom. It consists of receiving the holy priesthood, being endowed in holy places with power from on high, and receiving all the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through the ordinance of celestial marriage. And it may also consist of assembling to an appointed place or land of worship. That was Bruce R. McConkie. So you can see that it's more than just a physical gathering. Okay, so Isaiah first testifies that Christ will come and also about the last days and another person who will play a role in the restoration of the gospel. So while we're talking here, you might want to go over to the Doctrine and Covenants and compare Doctrine and Covenants 113. Joseph Smith gives the answers to this chapter there and we'll pick up some of his answers to the questions asked there. The other important thing to know is that when Moroni appears to Joseph Smith, he quoted Isaiah chapter 11 and told Joseph Smith that it was about to be fulfilled. So this chapter is important for us in the last days. Okay, here we go. Chapter 21, verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Isaiah says there'll be a branch that would come out of a main stem or roots. One scholar says, think of it this way, that the word stem means a stump of the tree that's left in the ground after it's been cut down, meaning that the Messiah would come from this stem or this family of Jesse after it had been cut down in social status. Jesse was the father of King David, from which which line Christ came. So Christ would come as a shoot or a branch from the stump of that family tree, the tribe of Judah. The rod will come from this new branch, Christ, that shoots out from the stump or the family of Jesse. So a new rod will come from Christ. So who is the rod that comes out of the stem of Jesse? Well, let's go over to Doctrine and Covenants and see if you can figure it out. Doctrine and Covenants 113.4 Behold, thus saith the Lord, it is a servant in the hands of Christ, who is partly a descendant of Jesse as well as of Ephraim, or of the house of Joseph, on whom there is laid much power. Okay, now to go down to verse 6. Behold, thus saith the Lord, it is a descendant of Jesse as well as of Joseph, unto whom rightly belongs the priesthood and the keys of the kingdom, for an ensign and for the gathering of my people in the last days. So who do you think the rod is? Well, we assume this is Joseph Smith. He will come through the tribe of Joseph and will be instrumental in gathering Israel in the last days. Okay, let's head back to 2 Nephi 21, verse 2. Now we go back to talking about Christ and some of his characteristics. 
and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, and the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins so the next verses now talk about the millennium and how there'll be so much peace that not even the animals will dislike each other or try to hurt one another even says children can play with snakes ew but one of those that talks about the millennium that i love is in verse 9 they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the lord as the waters cover the sea President Dallin H. Oaks said, I long for the day prophesied by Isaiah, when the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. In an inspired utterance, the prophet Joseph Smith described the Lord's pouring down knowledge from heaven upon the heads of the Latter-day Saints. This will not happen for those whose hearts are set so much upon the things of the world and aspire to the honors of men. Those who fail to learn and use principles of righteousness will be left to themselves to kick against those in authority, to persecute the saints, and to fight against God. In contrast, the Lord makes this great promise to the faithful. The doctrine of the priesthood shall distill upon my soul as the dews from heaven. The Holy Ghost shall be thy constant companion, and thy scepter an unchanging scepter of righteousness and truth, and thy dominion shall be an everlasting dominion, and without compulsory means it shall flow unto thee forever and ever. It was in a conference report that was President Oaks. Imagine that day. I think we certainly can experience the Holy Ghost being our constant companion today, but certainly during the millennium, it seems like it'll be so much more. I think I'll get my list of questions ready to ask. I used to say that some questions I have will have to wait until I get to the celestial libraries and have my question questions answered, but maybe in the millennium, some will be also. I'm going to be ready just in case. Okay, let's go on to verse 10. This is talking about the last days, and we're back to Joseph Smith. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass that in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, and from Cush, and from Elam, and from Shinar, and from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea." It's interesting here that he says from the islands of the sea, because that's a term that Nephi said to the people there, that they, the Lord brought them to the, uh, here the isles of the sea. Okay, verse 12, and he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. The envy of Ephraim shall also shall depart and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. So there's a lot to talk about there. When Isaiah talks about the Lord setting his hand to recover them a second time, we have to remember that in order for there to be a second time, there had to be a first. Elder Legrand Richard said the first time was when the Lord led Israel out of Egyptian bondage and captivity. The second will be signaled by an ensign that, is, um, that it is time to gather them again. That was Elder Richard's. We talked about the fact that the 12 tribes split into the northern and southern kingdoms and they had become bitter enemies. But Isaiah is saying that that problem they had will all be gone and they will finally get along together when they gather. 
So remember again that an ensign is a banner, a standard that signals to people to assemble. And this is the gathering of Israel. Elder Richards said that often we think of Israel, when we think of Israel, we think of the Jews. But it's more than that. He said Israel had 12 tribes and Judah or the Jews is only one of those 12 tribes that has to be gathered. Joseph Fielding McConkie said the doctrine of the gathering stands at the very heart of the message of the restored gospel. We do not really understand who we are as a people, the covenants God has made with us, or the destiny that is ours, until we gain a meaningful understanding of this doctrine. That was Joseph Fielding McConkie. Joseph Smith also said it was one of the most important things for those looking for salvation in this generation. So again, Terry Ball asked this interesting question. What is your own role in this prophecy in verse 10 through 16? If you know that it talks about the gathering of Israel, what is your role in that gathering? So everyone is going to come to this conclusion differently about how to go about that. And so I'm going to let you decide. But for me, I realize that walking up to someone and asking what they know about Jesus is hard for me. A bishop we once had would just turn around and talk to someone behind him in line at the checkouts in the store. I'm not sure I can do that. I have no trouble answering questions about him or talking about the Savior, but the but just walking up uninvited and asking is just a little harder for me. But for me, I gather Israel by finding my ancestors and gathering them from the other side of the veil. President Nelson said, Anytime you do anything that helps anyone on either side of the veil, take a step toward making covenants with God and receiving their essential baptismal and temple ordinances, you are helping to gather Israel. It is as simple as that. That was from his talk, Hope of Israel. So I feel as if I've contributed some to the gathering of Israel by finding them and making sure they have their work done. We're going to skip 22 um, because it's essentially a song that Isaiah says will be sung when the gathering happens. And I'll let you read that yourself. So until next time. 